Hi, thanks for tuning in to Never Mormon Always Curious. We're your hosts, Abby and Jess. As the title suggests, we have never been Mormon. However, we are always curious. I like to think of myself as an amateur historian, anthropologist, and theologian of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I, as her wife, am good at listening and asking lots of questions on a topic which I have almost no knowledge about. In this podcast, we're going to be having discussions about the history, the culture, and the ideologies of the LDS movement, whilst embarking on a road trip across the United States of America, stopping at important LDS landmarks. As we are non-Mormons, we understand we are coming from a unique point of view. We want to make it clear that we are approaching this podcast from a purely educational perspective. We will strive to be as objective and respectful as we possibly can. However, we will not shy away from the difficult topics. Additionally, as outsiders from this community, we may get some things wrong. Therefore, we welcome all fact checks and feedback. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Full belly, ready to rock? Ready to rock. Continue our Kirtland episode series. Yep. Um, we just took a short break. Took a short break, got some food. Yeah, had some Kansas City barbecue, which was unreal. 10 out of 10, but no flaws. Yeah, Can, I would... No, no nuts. I would 100% recommend it if anyone is finding their way in independence. What was it called? Jack Stack Barbecue. That's it, Jack Stack. And it's like a local KC chain, apparently. And I mean, I say chain. Their website did say they were local. Like, there's only owned. six. Right, only six. Okay. Family owned. It showed upon all of the Kansas City barbecue places to try yeah. on the internet. We love a good review. Um, and it did not disappoint. Yeah, it was so good. So, so, so good. So we're refueled, ready to go. Refueled and ready to go. And continue kind of reviewing our time in Kirtland. So Kirtland, in terms of historical sites, there actually wasn't that many. No. Um, we visited the historic Kirtland Visitor Center, that which yeah. we talked about last episode. Um, but one thing that was the first thing, that it's the first time we've done it on this trip, was we got to visit a temple. Aye. Which was pretty exciting. Pretty insane. Um, seeing as though if you're not Mormon, you're not allowed in a temple. True. So you may be wondering how we manage that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because although it's called a temple, it's not a temple as in what the modern temple has turned into because Joseph Smith does not get the revelations of what is supposed to occur inside the temple until Nauvoo. Nauvoo, sorry, I always pronounce it incorrectly. Sure. Um... So when you're in the inside, it was more like a, a really big meeting house. Mm-hmm. But kind of the idea of why they needed to build a temple was that the Lord told Joseph that they must build a house of the Lord. And actually, Joseph ignored, I say ignored, they didn't have enough money to build a temple, so they didn't build it right away. And then apparently the Lord was really mad. Mm. And told Joseph that he needed to build it right away. Otherwise, there would be um, not great outcomes in Kirtland. Okay, so so just a little rewind. So the church was organized in 1830. Mm-hmm. And they're in Kirtland by 1831. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they're doing meetings in houses, houses in the fields. fields um, but Joseph has a revelation that 
they or a, a message from the Lord saying we need to create the house of the Lord. Yeah. Um, and but they weren't they didn't have enough momentum yet to bring that to the to Kirtland. Yeah. So what how did they go about doing that or did it just take time? Well it took time, but conveniently, um Joseph Smith got a revelation. Oh. Called, just in time. Just in time called the Law of Consecration. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the the church doesn't necessarily practice the law of consecration anymore. They do tithing, which is um, where you... It is biblical. The Bible mentions that. Um, but paying 10% of your income to the church. Um, and the idea of it is that it keeps the church running and also it's supposed to go to charity as well. But just and that the is, church. So that's that's that's, called, modern. that's tithing and that's modern. So but, anyone in the Mormon church gives 10% of their income to the church. That's right. Okay. Um, so, but but law, it started from the law of consecration. That's right. And the law of consecration is when you give 100% of your belongings to the church. Everything. So if you are baptized yeah. into the church, yeah. you have to be baptized to be a member, right? Correct. So once you make that choice to be baptized into the church, mm-hmm. you are consenting to a law mm-hmm. that you will give everything you earn, mm-hmm. everything you earn mm-hmm. to the church. Yeah, so land, cattle. And this was a revelation. This was a revelation from God. So then what ended up happening is the church ended up having enough money to pay for the temple because of the law of consecration. Now, the law of consecration didn't last very long because I think that it's really difficult to give everything you own all the time to the church. Mm. So people started to get a bit annoyed by it. So they had a bit of money for a little bit to build the temple. um, And then they ended up not having money again because they kind of ended the law of consecration, even though the Lord said to do it. But, you know, got to listen to what the people say. Oh, ow. Did you get a bug bite? I just got bit. (laughs) Oh, we're sat in a very, very hot Missouri right now. And there's a lot of bugs. (laughs) Oh, Anyway, back to um, giving all your money to the church. <laughs> back to that. Back to that. Um, so, but they did. They ended up um, building the temple. The temple was uh, the design was actually given to Joseph Smith by Jesus himself. After a revelation. Through a revelation, he was described as um, he could see the building plan floor by floor. Oh. So it had to be exact specifications from mm. what the vision told him right which i find really interesting because the temple design changes as he gets he is in joseph smith gets more and more information from the lord on what needs to happen in the temples oh right okay so the initial designs changed correct to make sense of the revelations he continues to receive but Okay. Right now, I guess we in the timeline they don't know that they're gonna get those more revelations about what happens in the temple. Sure, sure. So, were there these revelations were happening quite a lot at this point? Yeah, and we had they started the taking note of them at this point. Revelations. Yeah, yeah, they were writing them down in the Doctrine and Covenants. Okay, so they were. They were making note of these, um, which would... Yeah, Joseph Smith always had a scribe with him. 
he was oh, never because... without a scribe because he wasn't very good at writing and also he had other things to do i guess such as talk to the lord yeah but the temple um eventually got built okay and in this time they were going on missions and uh, from recruiting different places yeah. the kirtland there was more and more people showing up in kirtland yep. that were following the saints yeah and um just under two thousand to- people ended up being in Kirtland. Okay, so a lot of people were leaving everything they had to yeah. come to Kirtland to give everything they owned. Yeah, and there were also people gathering in Missouri. Okay, why why Missouri? Um, well, Joseph Smith um, had some buddies over there, okay. and they um, wanted to head west to find somewhere to settle. Mm-hmm. And then Joseph Smith um, asked of the Lord, and the Lord said that Zion was actually in Missouri. So even though they're gathering in Kirtland at the minute, Missouri changes to Zion. You're looking at me really funny. Can you explain to me what Zion is? Sure. Zion is the gathering place. It's of for when? Of Jesus' people. For when Jesus comes back in the second coming. Right. So Mormon people believe that Jesus, when his second coming happens he will go to missouri correct and jesus jesus joseph smith mm-hmm. had this revelation whilst in kirtland yes so why did everyone not just flock to missouri straight away because there was a lot of trials and tribulations a lot of pushback from the local missourian people Oh, not, not not want, wanting them they to did come not want in. The saints to come. Okay, so they just decided to stay put in Kirtland at the moment, yeah, and work on the temple. Yeah, their first official structure. Structure. Um, and what happened after the temple was built? Then, yeah. So after the temple, so it took a couple of years. I'm yeah, assuming. Obviously. Yeah, took a couple of years um, because um, how they would build it was um, you would consecrate your time. Oh, so, so that's also giving your time for free yeah, as well. Exactly. So one in ten days you would go work at the temple, if you were a man. Women would work on um, furnishings for the inside. Mm. Sewing the curtains and the... Crafts. All of, you know, the lady Those things. Those girly things. Just girly things. Girly yeah. things. <laughs> um, and then once they finished the temple, there was a dedication for it, which lasted 12 hours. So what do you mean by dedication? Is that like something the they do? Opening. Oh, okay. So so it was an event. Yeah. They still do dedications um, for temples to this day. And are all temples dedicated? Correct. So they all have an opening? They all have an opening. So... Done by the prophet. The, the current prophet, right. Okay. So so why was this one 12 hours? Did they just not know it what to do? It was so exciting. It yeah. was brilliant. The story goes that there was thousands of people gathered in this room. They were singing. Um, Sidney Ring- Sydney Rigdon, the one who we spoke about before, he was a very talented preacher. And he preached for two hours. Wow. And not one person made a peep because they were so just enthralled by his words. And then the... Um, uh, and then Joseph would speak and all of the other kind of priesthood figureheads would all have a turn speaking and it was just so amazing and um they went 12 hours they had one 15 minute break and no one got up wow so the these people were they were in in so by this point 
obviously the church is organized it has its scriptures it has its its revelations it's it's growing yeah. and it's growing in number and now all of a sudden they have a temple in which they go we don't fully know what they do in a temple yet we're not we're, they've not quite got there of what yeah what it means to have a temple currently what they do in the temple is they have meetings yeah they have church services mm-hmm. they have the school of the prophets okay like a headquarters. Um, yeah, essentially. But part of how Joseph Smith convinced the people that building a temple was what they needed to do was that he said that Jesus would come to the temple. And visit. And visit. And say, yeah, this is my house. Well done, everyone. House of the Lord. House of the Lord. But, um, and Joseph said it would happen the day it opened. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't. He didn't show up? Yeah, it took about a week for what? Joseph to see Jesus in the temple. Would be... Did anybody else see Jesus in the um, temple? Yes, Oliver Cowtree. Ah, yes. he's right-hand man. He's right-hand man at the moment. Um, yeah, so the story goes that they were kind of sitting, praying. There was a, it was a meeting was going on. Um, and then Jesus appeared on one of the, um, it was, if you look up online, because we weren't allowed to take pictures of the temple, there's kind of three steps for the priesthood where all of the men in leadership would sit, Jesus showed up on one of those oh, okay. um, little That's how it was platform depicted, things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, everyone was really disappointed that Jesus didn't come right away. And then we're starting to get mad at Joseph Smith right. because he didn't come right, right away to say, yes, this is the house of the Lord. Right. Yeah. So the story goes that it came after the second dedication because there were so many people at the first one, they couldn't fit them all in. So they did a second one. And Jesus showed up after that. Yeah. Oh, I messed up. The first dedication was nine hours, but the second dedication was 12 hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So you talked a little bit about, like you said, we weren't allowed to take pictures in there, but we did get a full tour of the place. We did. Which, um... It's the only temple other than one that hasn't, like, other than a modern temple that hasn't been dedicated that we would be able to go into because they don't have the sacred secret things that they do that happened in that particular temple so i guess i kind of touched on that with as of right now as in 1830 early 1830s what what it means what temple means nowadays yeah those things weren't happening in the kirtland temple it was just this kind of this meeting house this service house where just a kind of a a multifunction area for the church yeah. to do what it needed to do. However, we know now that there is secret, sacred things that happen in temples yeah. that only paying, paying, tithing, tithing people, word of wisdom, following, not um, deemed worthy um, Mormons. Mormons can do. Okay, so and the church are very adamant about keeping that secret. Correct. Um, however. I mean, through people and the internet and people who bless the church, yeah, we know what goes on, on inside, yeah. which we're going to cover another Definitely. another time. But the an interesting thing to note on the fact why we were allowed into Kirtland Temple is because it doesn't belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. No, it doesn't. It's so actually you tell me, owned by a break off church. Okay. So do you remember when I was answering a question in the last episode about how, uh, um, and I mentioned that Emma Smith um, ended up breaking off into a different church? 
Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So after Joseph Smith's death, there was a bit of confusion about who should be the next prophet and if there will be a next prophet. Um, it was recorded that Joseph Smith kind of offhandedly said that it was going to be through bloodline, but it wasn't really like written down. Okay. So there was a bit of confusion on whether it was going to truly be bloodline. Now, Emma Smith obviously spent a lot of time with Joseph, so she believed that it would be bloodline. She thought it would be her son, Joseph Smith III. Um, but after the saints were facing so much persecution and they were planning to head west, Brigham Young, who ended up becoming the second prophet, was kind of a huge figurehead mm. for the church. So then he ended up becoming prophet. Um, but Emma Smith was really upset about that and she didn't believe that he was the prophet. So she ended up staying in Nauvoo while everyone else headed west with her son. In Nauvoo. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're kind so of skipping ahead a little, a little bit. bit but yeah. it's important for why they have the temple. Yeah. Um, the Kirtland Temple. So then they had a break off. It took about 15 years for them to regather, but they got named the reorganized Latter-day Saints. Okay, and these were the people that believed that Joseph Smith's son, Joseph Smith III, was the the true prophet because it it followed bloodline, whereas a good majority of them believed that Brigham Young, who we've not massively touched on yet, was the, the next prophet of the Church of Christ... Yeah. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Saints. Correct. Right. Okay. But these were called the Reformed. That's right. Okay. And they stayed. Well, and the Smith family stayed in Nauvoo, um, which is why we're jumping ahead here. But they own some properties in Nauvoo. Yeah. Um, but they ended up buying the Kirtland Temple back, um, the property, um, instead of the mainstream LDS Church. So they actually own it. And that but, is why. So we got a pretty, it was a tour that was a lot different than all of our other tours because the tour guides were paid normal Yeah, they, they weren't missionaries, were yeah. they? As I mean, normalizing, not on a mission. Yeah. yeah. So without going into too much detail about what the community of Christ is. Oh, that's... yeah. And then they were called the Reorganized Church of Latter-day, Reorganized Latter-day Saints. And then in the 90s, they renamed themselves to the Community of Christ. Okay. So the Kirtland Temple that we visited days ago mm-hmm. Is owned and run by the Community of Christ. One of the breakoffs yeah. of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Um, they had the diff. They had yes, the prophet. They they have a different prophet. Yeah. But they do have other differences as they well, have many other which differences. we can. Yeah. We can talk about another delve time. into yeah. another time. But we had a very interesting tour. As always, it started with a video. Oh. Yeah, um, that video was... We do love a video. We I mean, video. It's, it, it, it's a hook. Yeah. It's a hook, it gets us in, and I remember sitting in this room, there was a lot of people in this tour with us, wasn't yeah. there? And there was a very chatty Cathy. There was a very chatty Cathy. Yep. <laughs> and we sat there, and we had lovely tour guides. They were... Mm-hmm. They were actually part of the mainstream mainstream Mormon church, yeah. the LDS. But they built up a relationship with the community of Christ and they invite them back every summer to do tours of the Kirtland Temple. Which was quite nice to see the relationship between literally an, a break-off. Yeah, because later when we were in Nauvoo, um, we were on another tour and someone asked a question about the um, community of Christ and there was a lot of animosity Huge. from the answer. And I was like, like Go to, you guys have a shared history. Obviously you have differences. You have a well, yeah. history. They they believe in everything up to Joseph's death. Yep. They believe the same. So it was in but it was nice these tour guides were lovely. The f- picture this. Okay. The film finishes. Oh my god. We're sitting in darkness. It's like a movie theater. It's a movie, yeah, a yeah. huge screen. And we're sitting in darkness 
and there is the music from the film is still kind of playing through the speakers, yeah. but the screen goes black. And it's dark. It's dark. And I just assume that the credits will show up. How wrong could I be? And then all of a sudden the projector started rolling up while there's still very dramatic music playing in the background. And then, shazam, the curtains open. Very slowly. And then it's revealing the Kirtland Temple. Through the window. It was so cool. It was camp. (laughs) It was was incredible. I mean, what a production. Like literally the whole room gasped. Well, there was this music that was like, da, 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 and then all of a sudden the Kirtland Temple in the distance. Yeah. This was the first time we'd seen it, and yeah. we were like, I was looking around like, did everyone just see this? Like, yeah. are we all witnessing the same thing? Yeah. And obviously, once again, we are the only non-mom people there, mm-hmm. but we're just as excited as them. Oh my God, yeah. Um, and then the the guy who was giving the tour, he said, um, on their little screen that they pressed to play the movie, they call it the ta-da moment, and there was literally nothing more appropriate for it. That's oh, exactly it, what it was. It ta-da! was certainly a ta-da moment. Um, but they, from the film, they actually they took us into the temple. Um, talked about the original. It what it had been rebuilt, hadn't it? a lot of restoration a lot of restoration but we, a lot of original windows we were able to ori- look a lot of a lot of it was original yeah yeah we were able to look in the i think they called them carts yeah bottom cart top because there was two floors that looked exactly the same the bottom one was just more ornate yeah um and there was some rooms there was the room up there that uh the school that the prophets used and a room that joseph smith had a lot of revelations a lot in. of revelations um and i I'm now, yes. Am I? Let me ask you, my okay, my expert. Did Joseph Smith also use one of the rooms in the Kirtland Temple to start translating and revising the Bible? Yes, he starts doing that in Kirtland. Happens... I don't know if it was in the temple, but he does start revising the Bible in Kirtland days. So. That's yeah. so. This is the the Bible. Yeah, the Bible. And he took it upon himself that revelations told him that he must um, the Bible revise. Wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. So it, some things need to be changed so in the Bible. So he literally adds to like Genesis, Matthew. Um, those are the two that I can think of. But he adds stories and changes things in the Bible. One of the most significant things he changes in the Bible is the word um, is. Uh, God or whatever to Father and the Son versus okay yeah as because, to, because uh, of because the fact that they believe in them as two separate entities correct rather than one one yeah thing interesting so you can just change sacred texts now yeah well he can because breaking God's news him. breaking news so. But something interesting I digress, that, yes. um they never mentioned on our tour was that um they did mention that they had a v- um, more visions in the temple, which um was a few other important biblical f- people came to the temple to Joseph Smith um and uh, revealed to him more things about the priesthood. Okay. Yeah. Um but the thing about these visions is that they would happen 
um, after the dedication of the temple, they didn't talk about this at all in the tour. Basically, what the men did is they hung around, started drinking, smoking all night. Mm. They're like, they've been, it took multiple days where they're just in this temple, dark, like praying, you know, speaking in tongues, like crazy wow. for days, um, waiting to get revelations from God. And it was like the way that they were like, oh, we have the temple now. So to think that now there's the word of wisdom and you can't have any sort of deviation of, well, you can't have any inhibiting substances mm-hmm. or whatever. When the first temple was dedicated, they literally had a three-day bender. To was get, Joseph Swift there? Yeah. To get visions of the from of and from the Lord. Wow. Yeah. But that was not mentioned. <laughs> not mentioned. Well, yeah, you can imagine why. I know. They're literally going against I mean, the it was words like, of wisdom. Like, I just, it, the equivalent now would be like people going and doing, going into the woods and doing psychedelics to try to get visions. Like, that's what they were doing. But but they were doing that on top of a, a, a revelation that had already been made how you can't take inhibiting drugs. Yeah. Unsure on the timeline, but it was very, very like all gray sure. area. Sure, but the yeah. idea is is that they were taking psychedelics in a church, well, they're doing drugs. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, that is not. I am rewriting history. Don't quote that. I am rewriting history. You heard it here, here first. Okay, so, um, I our time in the temple was quite interesting. Um, it ended with. A really, really odd moment. I was rather uncomfortable. Well, so our tour guide was hilarious. He was cracking jokes left, right, and center. That he was funny. He was super funny. And he said something that we thought was a joke, but it definitely wasn't. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because he's 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 cracking jokes, yeah. and I'm laughing. People are laughing. He's so charismatic. Like ooh, ha ha! Our tour guide's so funny. And then you know we were talking about how when on when they used the temple and the choir would sing, and then he was saying how your hair would stand up on end. It was just a goosebump moment. And he said, "Well, warm up your voices because we're going to be singing this song in a moment." And I and we went. <laughs> And he wasn't kidding. And he then he literally asked, oh, can anyone play piano? And we went, <laughs> <laughs> good one. You and got then us. one of the good Mormon girls in the front row raised her hand. He said, okay, piano's right there. Can you flip to page two? And she got up, she sat at the piano, and she played this song. I genuinely thought we'd been punked. And then every single person in the room, except for Jess and I, knew the words. And they sang and cried and... And were like, Jesus was here and we're singing this song and we're in the Kirtland Temple. I can imagine it was an incredibly beautiful experience. I was going to say. We literally thought we were getting punked. Thought we were getting punked and I thought there were... I I genuinely was like, this is a setup. Yeah. Like, we're we're in this very creepy room anyway because heebie-jeebies like just yeah. thinking about what happened in these rooms this really old temple not knowing what i know about the founder and the the history of the church i'm like i don't like this one bit yeah and they just sang their hearts out i mean it was like cool on one end but then on the other side i was like whoa i was speechless yeah i couldn't actually believe and what it was, I was the last thing seeing. that we did yeah so i don't know i just was like oh we're the odd ones out but like Obviously we were, but it was just so bizarre. 
Yeah, it it was very bizarre. Um, but a fantastic tour. Um, and something I want, I kind of want to jump onto now was outside on the church grounds. There was a plaque about something called the Kirtland Safety Society Bank. Mm-hmm. Could you yeah, expand th- on that? So. First, I think we should talk about the John Johnson Farm. Okay. And the reason is, is because the Kirtland Safety Society Bank is the pretty much the reason why the Saints had to leave Kirtland. Okay, so, so that's kind of like the last. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So the John Johnson Farm, who, who is that and why is it important? Okay, basically the John Johnson family, the Johnson family, um, were converts. Saints. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess everyone at this time were converts. But mm-hmm. um, they um, got their hands on a Book of Mormon, read it, believed it was true, um, and they invented... Well, actually, if I'm remembering correctly, at the on the tour, didn't we find out that it was actually their son... Oh my gosh, yes, that's that exactly became right. the He became the convert, and his parents were really not happy. That's right. Mr. Johnson and Mrs. Johnson were like, this is crazy, you cannot believe this guy. And then... I think they invited Joseph yeah, and their for preacher. dinner. Yeah, and the preacher, literally the one, their preacher of their church, Yeah, he they sat around their dining room table, read the Book of Mormon all night, Yeah, and by morning, the parents, the preacher, they were all converted. converted and they, and got, they got baptized, baptized like, two later, days later, yeah. which is insane. Yeah. So, um, but, so these people were very, very fearful followers and very well enthusiastic converts so they mm, did all that they could for joseph and his family yeah and at one um basically they were you know they were joseph and his wife um and children were getting a lot of heat Mm. in town um sorry everyone i just blew in the microphone there was a mosquito on my head <laughs> These are the the things that come with <laughs> on the not having a recording studio. Fuck <laughs> through. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh yeah. So the John Johnson family were super wealthy. Yes. Um, they had a super nice house. Oh. Um, I would totally live in that house. Um, and I also loved um their style. It was very bright and colorful. Which I think oh, was quite yes. unusual for all the houses we went. But obviously it was colorful and bright because they could afford it. Yeah, they had you the know? money to they be eccentric. Yeah. yeah. But Joseph Smith and his family were getting a lot of heat in town and John Johnson and their family lived um out of town. Um for us it was about a thirty minute drive. So yeah, that would yeah. have taken all day by yeah. horse. Um and they invited the Smith family to stay at their house. To to protect them yeah. from the opposition that were in Kirtland, wanting them out. Yeah, they had a huge amount of people that did follow them, but yeah. there was a huge amount of opposition and thought he was crazy. Yeah. So they so, took they took the family in where he was able to continue his revelations. Yeah. He was able to continue the his translation work. of the new bible translation that was of the his new big bible. project there so he had described there he had as described well. staying, yeah so, and they also have loads of people coming in and out because loads of people want to speak to the prophet he's famous at this point oh yeah a local celebrity so um there was an event that occurred at the john johnson farm well yeah so you know joseph was getting uh you know loads of revelations he's literally getting revelations left right and center 
And he got two of his revelations that really changed the entire theology of the Christian, quote-unquote, Christian thought that the Mormons had at this time. Okay. And what that was, was in Doctrine and Covenants, it's recorded, Doctrine and Covenants 76, verses 22 through 24, if anyone wants to have a read. But basically, he he had a revelation that Jesus was sat at the right hand of God, and he wrote it down, which was just like another confirmation that there were two personages, which is a little bit fishy because I remember, if you remember that we talked about like the first vision and stuff, there was multiple first visions. One first vision, there was only one God. Another first vision, it was an angel. Another first vision, it was at night. Another first vision, it was the day. Another first vision, it was two people. But um, because of that kind of inact, uh, different changes of stories there wasn't a completely nailed down version of the first vision until later oh. but this was one of the first recorded versions of joseph smith saying the right hand of god right. so you have heavenly father and jesus christ as two different people yeah which was a really big deal so that really would upset a lot of people the christians and the yeah. people who believed, believed in the trinity exactly right and then the other um part of this um section of revelations that he had were um instead of saying world singular he started saying worlds uh, multiple right so the idea that there is other worlds out there that heavenly father is the god of and this was the beginning of him completely going into the theology that now would probably make modern people go oh that's really different um which we'll get into when we get to the book of abraham um but this is the first time he's starting to deviate a bit from the bible in terms of what the bible says so he's saying world so he's starting to claim now that there are multiple planets that wow. have people on them that are brothers and sisters like you and like if you and I are sisters in Christ or whatever, you know, um, yeah, <laughs> but we're also brothers and sisters of Christ. Everyone, the people in this campsite, everywhere, right? He's so, he's but he's, he's implying that there are other planets who with are people also on brothers who are and sisters, brothers and sisters, exactly like us, human. Which you know believe you know believe in aliens, or whatever. Like do yeah, I mean like. I mean, there's there's lots of unanswered questions totally. in the world. We do, we don't know. We... But at the time, this was crazy. I mean, it's 1830 yeah. something. You know, it's this is radical, radical thinking. Yeah, and this is pissing a lot of people off. Yeah, loads of people off. So much so that one of the more dramatic events that happened in, for Joseph Smith um, happened at the John Johnson farm. So after he had these revelations. Um, He's starting to piss people off in town because he would write them down, you know, before they were published in the Doctrine and Covenants. Um, people would, he put them on pieces of paper. People would take them on their preaching circuits and start preaching that the prophet Joseph Smith says that there's more the members, worlds. The members, the yeah. members, yeah, yeah, okay. There's so. more worlds, um, you know. Right. Yeah, right. And people are like, what the heck, crikey, is this person talking about? So, basically what happened at the John Johnson farm is with a location where Joseph Smith and his uh, brother in Christ, Signe Rigdon, were staying um they got tarred and feathered and it's really tragic um obviously you wouldn't want that on anyone yeah but basically he they were staying at the farm they were spending the night 
and then there was a mob that came and it was an assassination attempt mm. so you know he's sleeping with his family in the room they pull in the window they grab joseph smith by the hair they drag him to the fields they beat him they pull his hair they um make sure he they choke him till he nearly passes out and then they pour hot tar on him um, all over his body and then feather him and um they thought he died they left him for dead but um through the grace of god <laughs> potentially um he didn't die obviously um and he dragged himself back home and the women stayed up all night cleaning him up and part of the mobsters, they said something like, you won't be preaching tomorrow, oh. you crook. And then he was like, I promised the people I would. So then he showed up the next day. Battered and bruised. Battered and bruised and preached. And in the videos we watched that depicted this of him, they were like moments of he like looked at the mobsters in the eyes like, mm, I said you. I told you so. Yeah, I told you I was going to be preaching today. Try better next time. Yeah. Not so, that we are. <laughs> so like, sorry. Don't condone abuse. Obviously, no, not. And that was pretty tragic. That happened in front of his children. Children, wife, yeah. Children, wife. Um, but this dude was, to a lot of people, seems like he was going off the rails. Like, yeah. He's claiming to be the prophet. He's God is speaking through mm-hmm. him. He's claiming all of these new things. Yeah. These very unchristian things mm. these worlds these you know and things Jesus only Christ, get wilder. Yeah. and this is just the beginning yeah and the he's already upsetting and pissing so many people off yeah so the john johnson farm was a place of safety for them to start with but then obviously they know they his know location now yeah. so things start to really ramp up in terms of people wanting them out yeah um, but they don't leave right away. Um, and well, because they're also part of building the temple. They're also building a home yep. for the Smiths, yeah. which the people are paying for. Yep. So. I don't know about that. It's <laughs> bit interesting. Yep. <laughs> so. Well, remember how I said how they, um, they did Lon's consecration. It didn't work. Well, I mean, it was fine for a little bit, but then people started to get annoyed by it. Um, and they tried to think of a new way to make money mm. and get money and clear some debts. Yeah. Um, and um, how they did that was, uh, well, attempted to do it, was with something called the Kirtland Safety Society Bank. Now, the Kirtland Safety Society Bank is pretty much the start of the end of Kirtland. Mm. Because what they do is they tried to get a charter for a bank that would be supported and backed by the government. Government said no, because they didn't have enough collateral. Um, so they came up with a new name called the Kirtland Safety Society Anti Bank. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so then it wasn't like we called a bank, so then it wasn't illegal or wasn't breaking any rules. Okay. Um, loopholes. Loopholes. Yep. <laughs> um, and so what they do is they open a bank, and this bank was right next to the temple. Um, which I can imagine put some reassurance in the members mm. for where they're going to be investing their money. Um, but they wouldn't, they, you know, you'd have the members invest something like gold or other valuables, and then they would get notes back. Right. Now 
I don't fully understand this because I'm not the best at economics and all of this stuff and banks and how they work. But basically, if you had notes um, or bills, as us Americans would call them, um, you would have to have the same value of what those notes were in the four walls of the bank. Right. Right. So how they would do that is you would have a vault Mm. with stuff in it. So when they were deciding how many notes they needed to print, they were trying to think about how much collateral or stuff was in the vault. Now, Joseph Smith was saying something like, oh, we only have $10,000 or whatever, so we should only do $10,000 worth of notes. But then other members of the church or the apostles and whatnot were saying, well, we need to have more notes than that circulating because of our debts and whatnot. Are you following? Sure. Okay. So what they ended up doing is they had their notes and printed a bunch of them that had more notes printed than what was in value in the four walls of the bank. So, and what they would do is to, to con people into thinking that there was more money in the bank, they filled the drawers with bags of sand and heavy items. So if they went to go pick it up, they're like, oh God, there's a lot of cash in there. there. Yeah, with a lot of gold or whatever. And so they literally were conning people in the community of the bank. And members and saints and non-saints were investing in this bank. So literally the saints and non-saints eventually lost everything because then they found out that the notes that they had were worth almost worthless because of how many notes were out there and how few monetary value was sitting in the bank's four walls. The, just just to point out, this was not mentioned on our tour. At all. Because, as as we've said, we are only being told what the church wants you to know. Yep. Which is really not a lot. Nope. <laughs> because we've talked about the lack of access to all the information. Yep. But the internet exists. Yep. People exists. History exists. I mean, this is written in, in church-believing historians have written this in books. So like, this is not something that you can... This is just American history. Exactly. Yeah. So, these... these They're literally scamming these people. I mean... They are master con artists. And the reason why it's such a big deal that they don't want members to know is because the prophet signed up for scamming and conning people. Mm. And he's not afraid to con people because he would con people treasure-digging. And he's not afraid to con people because he was willing to con people in a bank. So what's it for him being fine with conning people and into a religion? There's a pattern. Seems like a pattern to me. And it's quite an evident one. Yeah. So, so if you like so basically because of the Kirtland Safety Society anti bank or whatever, um saints and non saints lost all of their money. Mm. And so then what do you think happened? People were freaking pissed about it. Duh. Duh. So they started to mob and kick the saints out of town. And that is how they ended up in... Missouri. Missouri. So at this this point, this is where there's a bit of overlap. So so Joseph has already visited Missouri, and he knows it at Zion. Oh, the the, the members know that Missouri is Zion. Yeah, there's already people gathered in in, um, Zion or in Missouri. Yeah. Um, So they just decide to join them because they've been kicked out of Kirtland. And they're like, right, 
let's just go there. Mm-hmm. Even though the people in Missouri don't want us, nope. we can handle this. Yeah. We've got numbers and have we have no sh- choice. Crap reputation. Crap reputation. And at this point, the money that they had started to gone. bolster up, it's gone. Yep. And they're leaving their newly built and temple And they have a hard time them. selling their properties because yeah. there's too many of them leaving not enough people want to buy the properties in Kirtland. Yeah. It's just like a bad business plan. The like, whole... He's an awful businessman. I mean, if you remember, his dad was an awful businessman. Yeah. And now runs in the Joseph, fam. It runs in the family. Runs in the family. So... At this point, we are leaving Kirtland, and yeah. a lot's happened in Kirtland, and they've been in Kirtland for about seven years. Yeah. The first temple has been built. Yeah. Revelations have been coming, and they've been coming in fast, and they've been coming in pretty radical. Yeah. They're gaining members. They're also gaining they're also a lot losing of members. They're losing members Kirtland after the bank scam. Yep. Uh, but they've got a lot of faithful followers still. Yeah. Um and they decide to head west to Missouri, and just pick up where they left. You know, get, start again. Yeah. And keep going and building momentum the way that they can. The translation of the new Bible has happened. Yeah. The doctrines and doctrine and covenants is a work in progress. Yeah. There is there is a lot happening. Mm-hmm. Did anything else happen in Kirtland? Yeah. So, um, as we mentioned in the previous episode, we kind of teased polygamy. Um, polygamy isn't fully starting yet, but Joseph has a full-blown affair. Polygamy is what, Abby? All right, good question. Um, polygamy is different than what... So, sorry. Polygamy is when one man has multiple wives. That's what it is. Simple. Simple. Um, it tends to have power imbalances. Mm. because it is specifically one man multiple wives yep um and in this particular society men are superior to women yep so that's something to keep in mind well oftentimes women don't have especially with joseph smith um they don't have a lot of choice in whether or not they're going to be married to him Mm. um when we were in kirtland polygamy nor his affair was ever mentioned obviously on the tours oh my goodness i mean everywhere we've been been polygamy has not been mentioned no because again that is the one thing that the church don't want you to know because they have such a reputation for it it's also no longer practice on practiced on earth yeah we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) but Um, he does so they just want to pretend they're pushing it under the rug they're saying oh we we didn't do that yeah we would never no even though joseph smith when he died he had 30 plus wives yeah just under 40 yeah, and there's there's a note here about one particular one is oh so he he when he was in Kirtland um they had a sorry can I just did he have the revelation about polygamy in Kirtland um no he had the written recorded revelation which is Doctrine and Covenants one thirty two in Nauvoo. So why did he start practicing polygamy in was well, he just was he just having pra- affairs well the first one was an affair right. It was more of an affair because of um, the time difference between his first affair and then when he starts gathering more wives. But he starts gathering more wives in secret. Not even Emma Smith knows about it. And And that happens later in the story. But in Kirtland, he has the affair. He has the affair. And that is... Um, So basically, there is a young girl who um, uh, gets hired as a housemaid. So helping Emma Smith with the family, cooking, Mm. cleaning, kids. 
Um, she's 16 years old. Joseph Smith fancies her. He flirts with her. And then they end up having an affair. She's but 16. Yeah. So. It's, it, it, it's and not surprising. A lot of people say. Um, sorry, let me rephrase that. Um, one of the apologetics that the church uses is that, oh, but people used to get married young then. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, if someone was to get married young, they would get married to someone of a similar age. Yeah, they would be It also a... was not as common as people think. Young, sure, teenage, like 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that common to get married at 14, 15, 16. And if you did, it was someone of a similar age. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joseph Smith at this time is about 30. And he's having an affair with a 16-year-old. <sighs> Gross. Just, just disgusting, really. Yeah, but... That's kind of our first glimpse into yeah. what polygamy is in the church yeah. and how it how it evolves and the reasons why they held mm-hmm. hold polygamy in such high regard because of what it gives them mm. in heaven. Yeah, time, yeah. So there's 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 a lot. To, I don't want to kind of squeeze that in because I think that's a lot. Oh yeah, there's that was a just lot. a little. Just in Kirtland, he it, does have an affair. There's the, Joseph yeah. is. He, He's getting a little almighty, yeah. and he's he's, he's getting having his, affairs. He's yeah. and he, he's having these pretty radical revelations. So things are things are going a little bit, yeah, in a different direction. Yeah, and then the other thing that happens in Kirtland is there's a few name changes. Ah, right. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, it's not that interesting. People change their names all the time. Um, I just there's a lot of. It's just interesting. Okay, so they started as the Church of Christ. But it was that's what it was originally when they first organized it. as. Um, and then they changed it to Church of the Latter Day Saints. Okay. So, Church of the Latter Day Saints. Yep. There's been some criticism about this because where did Jesus Christ go? Oh. Right. So one of you know people always mention about how one of the I would say. I don't want to say the word ignorant but you know one of the assumptions that people make is that they worship worship joseph smith mm. they don't worship him they sure talk about him a lot but they don't necessarily worship him um but by getting rid of jesus christ everyone's like what church are you do you yeah. worship jesus or do you just worship this guy joseph yeah your prophet yeah sure so they, so they needed to it was a bit it... of a publicity issue mm. so then they changed it to church of jesus christ of latter-day saints which is the current name. The current name. Yeah. Um and that all happened in Kirtland. Okay. But just a cute little note. Yeah, so there's there's changes are happening. This church is evolving and it's its namesake, its values, it's it it's it's building. The prophet's it's getting really building, big for his boots. It's getting a bit too big for his boots. Um and I mean they have a whole freaking temple. Like wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we're gonna talk a lot more about temples and yes. well, what that means and the structure of the church in in terms of its hierarchy of power there's lots of lots lots to discuss well i guess that's a good point they do start building the hierarchy in kirtland so is that something you want to touch on now well we've talked about the ironic priesthood and the melchizedek priesthood that's right um they start using those as a way of structuring Okay, so, so they who have some guys which? who holds which. It looks really different now. Mm-hmm. Like um boys like twelve, thirteen have the Aaronic and then boys eighteen, nineteen have the Melchizedek, right? Yeah. But back then it was different men 
and they were kind of different roles within like organiz- organization. Sure. Yeah. Like the apostles. Yeah, or the people under the apostles uh, okay. and whatnot. Um, so they they had the same words, but they were kind of slightly different things in terms of structure. And it was Joseph Smith who chose who was what. Uh, Where through, now it's through him. God through him. Though. Well, yeah, sorry, God through him. Yeah. Allegedly. So how do we feel about Kirtland? Kirtland? A lot happens in Kirtland, but it's... I don't know. It's, you know, it's pretty... Just kind of hip happens along. Yeah. I mean, things are happening. There's a few fun events. Fun has yeah. been interesting. Um, they also weren't there for a very long time. No. So you, guess, you know, seven years in... You know, it's not that long. No. and But... They did a bit in seven years. They did a bit. They got, they garnered a lot of people, yeah. but they lost a lot of people. They lost a lot of people. So by the time they're moving to Missouri, they've lost a ton of membership. So mm. then they start to ramp up international missions, missions because they're the people in the U.S. are like, no, yeah. because they have too much baggage. So they start to go abroad. Where people don't know their story. Exactly. So let's leave it there. Totally. Kirtland was fun. Yep. And after Kirtland, we actually headed to Nauvoo. This yes. is where our timeline goes a little off the chronological order of events. Yeah. Um, but not not massively, because the Saints head west to Missouri. Mm-hmm. They actually weren't here in Missouri for a long time. No. Um, but we will we will make it as clear and as understanding as possible yes to follow along um but we're excited to be here in missouri we're excited to tell you all about what happened in nauvoo because nauvoo was was crazy so nauvoo will have a few episodes it is a trip yep well if you have any questions or comments as always any insight any wisdom um please let us know Send us a message on Instagram um, at Nevermormon Always Curious. Keep checking out the pictures that we're putting on there. Yep. If there's anything you want to see, let us know. If there's any ideas you have for episodes, let us know. We're all ears. We're, we're, we're new at this, but we're enjoying it. So, Definitely. Um, I think we're getting better. Well, I feel like we're getting more relaxed in front of the microphone. We'll let the reviews speak on that. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so that's a little soul hint. And thank you and good night. Good night. Thanks, bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Never Mormon Always Curious. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe for all Never Mormon Always Curious content.